Welcome to Batch Chat, the podcast that discusses the latest episodes of The Bachelor. I'm your host, Emily Walker, and today we are discussing the first two episodes of The Bachelor. This season, our Bachelor is none other than Jimmy Nicholson, a newcomer to the series who is also a pilot. And don't worry about forgetting that detail, because the show will bring it up constantly. Episode 1 begins with Flying Colours. It's the episode where we get to meet all the contestants, as well as all the gimmicks they use to introduce themselves with. Some go well. Well, I'm Sri Lankan. Okay, amazing. This is a Sri Lankan love cake. Okay. And others just happen, I guess. Nothing went to plan at all. I was trying to checkmate him in three moves. He didn't even know how to play and I wasn't able to do it, but I think it was because I was so nervous. And even a later entrance quite literally goes above and beyond. Some hot blonde bombshell drops out of the sky in a crane. <laughs> like, what the hell is happening? For the most part, most of the girls seem happy to be there. But Steph has some complaints after discovering Jimmy's occupation. I'm not saying all pilots are cheaters. Well, just because they have can have a bit of a reputation, they're not necessarily looking to commit to anything. At the cocktail party, we're introduced to the key to the business lounge. You receive this key, you will have exclusive access to the business lounge for as long as you remain living here at the mansion. It's somewhere that you can have uninterrupted time alone with The Bachelor. Jay gets the key to the business lounge and the first rose, leaving Lauren and Annabelle to be eliminated at the rose ceremony. Next episode, we saw Brooke get the first single date with Jimmy, which is a boarding pass to fly a plane with him, in case you forgot that he was a pilot. But it was stormy skies ahead for the couple, quite literally as an incoming storm meant they had to bring their flight to a premature end. So far, this date is not going to plan. But this is what we train for. And I want to make sure Brooke trusts me and feels safe with me. But with every cloud comes a silver lining because Brooke got the first kiss of the season. I'm definitely impressed with the compatibility on all levels. We've got the same approach to life and I just feel really relaxed around her and I don't know, I can't describe it, but it's just a really nice feeling. And then there comes the traditional photoshoot group date. The photoshoot group date really depends on the contestant's attitude and ability to make the most out of a situation, as we've seen in the past. Laura didn't let a granny costume stop her from getting close to Jimmy. Not gonna lie, I wasn't actually mad about it. But alas, I made it work. Granny, you're, you're standing really close to me, Granny. Yes, I'm not I used know. to. It's been a long time. Clyde's been <laughs> gone a long time, darling. It's... Whereas Belinda maybe should have kept her distance. Watching Belinda, <laughs> all you can hear across the field is like deranged screams. And things got steamy when the photo shoot turned the hose on Jimmy and Lily, leaving many of the contestants to watch their kiss from afar. Oh, are they kissing? Yeah. Lily gets a date extension plus a rose, which doesn't play well with many of the other girls. It was a real kiss and we all watched from the inside. Yeah. Oh my God. But at the cocktail party, tension is awry because Sierra thinks that Tani was ruining their photo shoot. To be honest, it was all a little confusing. In that photo shoot, to be honest, I was there for Jimmy. I had, I just I had a role. Yeah, so yeah. I've just let you speak, so maybe you can let me speak. So needs to be yeah. rude. Meanwhile, Jace takes advantage of her exclusive one-on-one -on -one time by teaching Jimmy how to play chess. Are you sure you know how to teach someone to play chess? <laughs> yeah, I do. Because last time you didn't do a great job. Excellent use of your extra time, I guess. 
at the end of the rose ceremony, we then had to say goodbye to Jacinda and Belinda. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by three great women to discuss the latest episodes. I am Chloe. I've watched The Bachelor probably too many seasons. Oops. Um, So I've watched Bachelor a lot. Um, I'm looking forward to finding out who's in it for the right reasons because I feel like at the moment there are quite a few that may not be. Um, So my name is Karuna and this is my first time watching The Bachelor. Um, I've watched like clips of it before and I found it like super entertaining and given that lockdown is happening here pretty much everywhere in Australia I feel like there's no drama in my life so (laughs) it's like super fun to watch what's happening in other people's lives especially if there's like groups of ladies going for the same guy yes and I'm pretty sure just for the two episodes that I've seen so far it's gonna be like Emily said a messy ride so my name's Carla and I've been watching The Bachelor for a very long time and yeah this season I'm just forward to all the drama but it seems like there isn't much yet um, compared to the last season and yeah I'm also interested um, learning about as well who's in it for the right reasons and who just wants to become an influencer. I'm actually glad that you brought that up I mean, who is coming in for the right reasons? What were your ladies' first impressions based on the entrances this season? Look, I wouldn't describe a lot of the women as particularly shy. Mm. was the first impression (laughs) I got. Um, Yeah, out there, which nothing wrong with that at all, but a lot of personalities, which we know when they're put together, (laughs) bit of a fire. Um, So it'll be interesting. Immediately I was like, this is going to be quite interesting. Lots of different women to choose from for Jimmy so it'll be very interesting to see who he takes interest in yeah I mean Corinna as a first time viewer what were your thoughts on people coming in with all these gimmicks as their first impressions I think it's pretty nice of them because first impressions are always the best like if you impress him like we have seen it with you know with Stephanie with a lot of other people especially with Brooke Mm. Even her first day, like she came with a cake. It was pretty good. It was smooth to say. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously men love food. And yeah, but I think it is really good that they came in with all of these things. And I think Jimmy is like the guy next door. Mm. Um, having seen like clips of the Bachelor series before, I feel like he is pretty down to earth. When he actually says, you know, there's like sort of chemistry between them or just he's attracted to them. I feel like it's not so shallow, but he actually means it. Yeah, that's interesting that you bring up your impression of The Bachelor because I think so often we've had these bachelors who've come from previous seasons or they've been ex-reality TV stars. So it's a little bit, I guess it's it's nice to see someone who we haven't already seen before. Carla, is that your impression? Is it better to have someone who hasn't really been on the series before? I agree. I think he's very down to earth and the fact that he was honest about not liking dating apps and he's just, he's he's not a snob and he's here for genuine reasons and like he doesn't look down at anyone and I think that's really good. Yeah. And then it's interesting that you bring up genuine reasons as well because I think there are definitely contestants we get who 
are either there looking for love or love from followers, you know. I think love from maybe some teeth whitening deals. I don't know. What do you think, Chloe? Yeah, I think that's definitely a big factor. And it's also like when they like to talk a lot about their career in a particular industry, which is associated with followers, you sort of think, why do we need to know this? Mm. Like a lot about their small business or like a particular little thing where you just think it's not really looking like you're in this for the right reasons. And that you see that a lot with reality shows. I just think it's less, it's sort of like a dating app. You've got to wean out all the bad ones that really aren't in it for the right reasons and you've got to work out what they actually want. So it's going to be interesting to see Jimmy try and work that out. Do any of you have any predictions of who you think is there for the wrong reasons so far or is it too early to tell? Um, I think we could like make some guesses as to who are they just for the, like, the right. Um, but like you said, it's too early. I feel like we just have to, you know, wait for them to show their real characters and personalities. I don't know. I'm getting vibes from Steph. I mean, she she has a Twitch account. She's like made like, oh, not Twitch, sorry. She's got a streaming account. She's made references to it already. Yeah. And already she's kind of like made it seem like she's not that keen <laughs> on Jimmy. So I'm sort of like, it's so early. It's been a week. I was going to say Sierra, like, she came in and she stirred this drama with um, with Tanae and I don't know, She just it, it just looked like unnecessary drama and I don't really know if she's putting in the effort to actually get to know Jimmy. I, yeah, I do. I am uh, a little bit surprised where that drama came up this, se- um, this episode. It just seemed to be stirred up from, from nowhere. So part of me is thinking... Are you here? Are you? Have you been planted just to stir up drama? Are you? Is the reason why you've been kept on just so that we can get some some good quality drama? I don't know. So lots to lots to think about that. Really, <laughs> I feel like personally, it's like the producers' decisions, <laughs> and not Jimmy's from what I've seen. Because if you guys notice in the second episode in the birthday party, he was super uncomfortable with Sierra. And I think it was awkward, like, seeing Tani put in the effort, but still just, like, overdoing it a bit. Yeah. I will say, though, I think Belinda definitely, oh. definitely uh, I <laughs> across maybe a few a few lines in her so I can understand why she got the boot. So maybe that's why, like, I don't think he's really seen uh, the side that we might have seen of Sierra yet, you know? I think he hasn't mm-hmm. quite seen what's happening behind the scenes with her and Tani, so. But there also is that typical drama-starting girl that seems to stay in for quite a while every season, even though The Bachelor clearly isn't interested. So I'm wondering if Sierra will be that person that stays in till close to the end because a bit of a producer in the ear sort of thing. Do you think she's the the villain, like the chosen villain? Oh, yeah. I think... (laughs) She's probably going to be the villain and maybe even Steph. I feel like Steph's getting a little bit of a villain edit. Yeah, well, I, it's it's too soon to tell with Steph. I think Sierra's definitely going in a, in a villain edit, definitely. Yeah, I think with Steph, she did it on her own mm. because it was her who said, you know, I don't like Violet. I've dated them a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then she goes on to, like, admire Jimmy, um, which is pretty funny, but... At least she isn't like backstabbing like Sierra or like bitching about others. Yeah, so, she's not. Um, her time at the house isn't like she's not ruining her time at the house by ruining her reputation. 
it's interesting we're talking about the people who we don't think are going to make it. Do you have any picks for your final three at the moment based on your first impressions? I think I liked like Lily's entrance. She came in and pretty much all the girls were like jealous of her. But the way that she's, you know, been acting through the past two episodes, I feel like I might be, you know, pitching for her. Yeah, I agree. I really like Lily as well. Um, she's really sweet, but it does concern me that she is 23 and he's 32. Yeah. I mean, that's a similar situation we had, I think, last Bachelorette with um, the last Bachelor with Bella and Lockie. Uh, There was a bit of an age gap there and she ended up not being chosen. So it'll be interesting if that goes down the same, I guess, storyline as last season of The Bachelor as well. Um, But that's an interesting point that you bring up there. I would not. I'm 23 and uh, I would never (laughs) at this point in my life go on a dating show. I don't think... If I say I'm unlucky in love, I, I think it's because I'm young, you know? It's not because I've uh, had a lifetime of experience putting myself out there, you know? What, what what are your thoughts, Chloe? Yeah, I think I understand where she's coming from in a place where she wants to find love and it is authentic. And I actually do believe her intentions. Um, however, I don't know. I'd be very interested to see whether if she was on a dating app, what her age range would be set to, whether it would be all the way up to 31 or whether it's just a coincidence thing. Because I think that's, this is the other thing I was saying last night. I was thinking about the fact that these 23 women, there's got to be at least five of them that straight up would not swipe on him on a dating app and wouldn't give him a chance in love. Yet they're going to stay here because the advantages that the show brings. And I think that's sort of what we were discussing before. But no one's going to be attracted to the exact same person the exact same way. And there's bound to be some people there that are just sort of staying because yeah, they want the advantages or they want the screen time. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting to think. I 30, I I forgot how old Jimmy actually is. He's in his early, yeah, 31. I feel like we haven't seen any female contestants over the age of 33. Um, Like I don't see any 37-year-olds, you know, like I don't see the age range going in the opposite direction. You know, I don't see someone who's seven years older than him competing on the show. So I think that's an interesting interesting point that you bring up, Carla, about the age difference there. But- yeah, and I think, do you, do you know Becky from the past season? She received quite a lot of criticism for looking old. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, yeah that was terrible. And so rude. Like, they were really mean yeah, to her. That was terrible. There were a lot of comparisons there, and I think because of that, older women feel discouraged from applying on the show or at least are discouraged from being on the show. And it's sad to see because I think, you know, it'd be great to have not only a bit of diversity in age, but maybe race, uh, body size, a bit of diversity in general on The Bachelor. And I think that brings me to my next point. Um, it, it happens every season. We always have this discussion. Is there a bit of a diversity crisis with The Bachelor series? Do we need to be encouraging more women of colour and women from different backgrounds than the standard skinny, tanned, blonde girl on the show? Do we need to be uh, challenging that archetype? Yeah, I think we definitely do. And I think, yeah, and the other thing that I find is if they if there is a diverse cast, a lot of the time they pick women that they're going to get rid of really early. Like, for example, mm. Belinda was, you know, obviously diverse and she was gotten rid of quite early, where it's, it'd be really nice to get, like, 
big because there's so many diverse women that are so beautiful and have such a good personality are so down to earth and you really don't see a lot of them on the show and it is disappointing from a casting perspective that they're not even given a chance they're not even on the show like it's not even like you know the bachelor decides that that's not the person for him they're not even on the show which is really discouraging um i think with belinda it would have been really good if that had a like step back um because i think she showed like a bit of spunk during the wedding for the shoot but then again like we need more diversity in general i think it's just more of we need people from other races and you know just by the looks we can't discriminate them i think so, it also creates a really unrealistic look at what the australian dating scene is like you know not every australian is going to be that tall fit blonde woman mm-hmm. australia is made of so many different ethnicities so many people from different backgrounds um, and that's not really being reflected in the show at all. I think that um, that Channel 10 and Warner Brothers was really encouraged to show more diversity um, this year. And, like, obviously there is a little bit more. Um, Jimmy Nicholson is has Fijian heritage hmm. um, and there is more diversity, but I still think we could have more. Like, it's not where it needs to be yet, is it? No. 100%. And I'm there's a bisexual bachelorette coming up which I'm very excited about. Yes. I it's so, it's such a long time coming. I've for so many years I just haven't understood why it hasn't happened and I'm so unbelievably excited for it. But what's going to be interesting is to see the cast of that whether even though it is labeled very diverse and very out there which it is it is revolutionary whether mm. it's the same body types and the same stereotypes and a lack of diversity still. Yeah, I would like to hope because Brooke is an Indigenous woman exactly. that is going to hopefully be reflected in some of the casting. You know, they're going to try and keep in consideration that just because we have, say, a, a bachelor or a bachelorette who isn't white or, like, isn't 100% white doesn't mean we can't have, you know, co- um, contestants who aren't, like, you know, from a different background as well. We need to it – not, it isn't just the main character or the main – uh, the bachelor or bachelorette who needs to be of a diverse background. It also needs to be the contestants as well. Um, yeah. And and as a blonde white woman, I find it very difficult to tell the difference between a lot of these blonde white women. I'm finding it very hard to figure out <laughs> what their names are because they all look the same. And I can say that because I am also a blonde white woman. So I was nah. audibly saying, "Who's that?" At the rose ceremony. Oh, who? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, would have liked to have known your name before you went away. Um, like, I just, like, I feel like I understand they're going home early and the producers know that and the editors know that while editing the show. But I do wish that all the women would be introduced because I don't like how some are just skipped by. I understand they might not be chosen, but they deserve an introduction. Like, I don't even know your name. Yeah. I don't even know your face. Like, and you've just gone home. Yeah, it's, it's disappointing when they do montage the introductions. That's the one bit which I think everyone would be very happy to be introduced to everybody. So I'm going to bring this up because the TV show has constantly brought it up. Jimmy is a pilot. Don't know if you know. You might have heard in the first five times it was said. And there comes to, there's been a bit of a discussion from Steph saying that, you know, pilots have a reputation for cheating. She's like been with pilots before. Can we judge our potential partners based on their employment or what they do for a living? Um, I think you, as a person who is dating, have a right to know what you're looking for and potentially know what you're not looking for. That's 100% okay. 
However, I don't think generalising an entire, you know, group of people or profession into being a certain stereotype is, you know, morally correct or the right thing to do for you in, in that sense. I just don't think it's very wise. But I also think that when you do, like, stereotype somebody into this, you're only setting yourself up because you don't really know if they're like that. And even the flight manager was commenting on the fact that she's not lived her life like that and she knows heaps of pilots who haven't. It's just a very interesting thing to say. Karina, what do you think? Is there a stereotype with pilots? I think it kind of, like, exists. Obviously, I've never dated a pilot, so I don't know. But I think it's just, you know, more like pilots or even air hostess in general just by the way that they look we have been stereotyping them and by their lifestyle too um but i think it's pretty wrong for stephanie to having had made that statement i think it's just like judging someone based on the profession when you're on like a live television channel or for a reality show it's like super bad it's like saying all blonde heads are like airheaded or something like that but like chloe said it's just like setting yourself up for something you know I wasn't aware of this pilot stereotype until today. Me neither. But I, su- I suppose, like, when you um, take into consideration they're flying to a lot of places, there's a lot of hotel rooms involved, you're, you're away from your partner potentially for a long time, like, that happens. But as Chanel said, like, um, it's the person. Like, you need to trust the person. You, you can't just, like, judge from the stereotype. That is true. But if you've had experience dating or being affiliated with, say, people from a certain um, business sector or certain job, sometimes I guess that can leave you a little bit jaded, perhaps. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it's more a reflection of her than pilots themselves. And I think, you know, given, I know she brushed past it, but given the fact that she has been cheated on, in the past with this particular profession of course her mind is going to go straight there and that's not a fault of her own that's just something that you know has experienced that's okay but I do think in the modern world there are couples where one is potentially an adult star or a certain profession which is a little bit more out there than a pilot and if they can make things work maybe being more open-minded to a person who's a pilot yeah might be beneficial. I mean yeah I had never heard of this stereotype until this episode so I was very shook I was like oh I didn't realize that was a thing we thought about about pilots um I like heard about it but not like pilots pilots but in general like you know people belonging to like a certain sector like this or that in general like it's just like saying if you are dating a doctor for example it's gonna be too demanding you know they Mm. won't have time for you or things like that in general but if you're gonna look at it uh I think from like a dating perspective you are single, honey, he's single and, you know, it's just there. But you guys, like, if you are looking for, like, a long-term relationship, just, like, think of him as a life partner is what I would say. Because if you're being cheated upon, it's obviously by your boyfriend. Yeah. And if, if it's, like, your husband or someone, you know, a life partner, it's a bit different. Yeah. Um, the aviation industry didn't cheat on you. It was your boyfriend, no. you know? Like, exactly. yeah, let's not. And she also mentioned that she was wearing, like, a low-cut top when she was filming the promo bit and it was mentioned that she's usually wearing something more revealing than that on her streams, which, mm-hmm. yeah, I think the whole point of maybe she's not there for the right reasons does come up again, which, yeah, if, if she's want nothing against streaming and doing whatever you want with that, it's more the fact that she's advertising it as part of her promo, like as part of her personality. Oh. 
Mm. Yeah, and that's yeah. sort of, yeah, maybe she isn't there for the right reasons. It's interesting that you bring up her profession too because I feel like girls who work on Twitch streaming, girls who are gamers also get a fairly bad rap as well, at least not in a dating sense but as in terms of their profession. Yeah. So it's kind of weird for her in her position to be, I guess, ringing, <laughs> ringing on aviation, on pilots. I'm not too educated about um, Twitch streamers but, yeah, as she said, um, like obviously – like she's a very attractive woman and um, that helps with her Twitch streaming. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Does anyone, is anyone else more familiar for with this topic? I'm not, but I did see that she has deleted all of her Twitch stream videos. So I do have to wonder if perhaps, you know, because they do often get people to delete posts and images like online of, of them like the the bachelor team gets them to do that so that way you know controversies don't come up um so I think and she did mention she wears things that are a bit riskier so I don't know maybe that's a I'm not really sure so I can't really look at any of her past videos <laughs> to get an idea of what kind of twitch streaming there is um I'm not really familiar with it myself but you know I do I am aware of some stereotypes that come associated with it though um, I'm not familiar with it either, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think I've like seen a lot of women in general like play video games. I've come across people, but it's streaming never. <laughs> um, but it's a good thing if you look at it because we have been calling her, you know, we have been calling out on her for being a stereotypical, stereotypical woman, like you know. But then again, if you look at it in one point of view, she's like breaking the stereotype. She's you know bringing out a career that we are not even aware of. So I feel like we should appreciate her for that mm. or whatever diversity it is in the career choices that women take. It's time to get to our final predictions, both about the next episode and the series in general. Who do you think we will be seeing at the end? Um, I think Hannah, the marketing manager. Mm. I think she has a pretty high chance. And also Brooke. And I was really sad to see Belinda go, honestly. I thought she was really cool, criminal, lawyer, brought something different to the table. But, no, they just had to let her go. It was so sad. Yeah. I mean, I think Hannah is going to be there because I feel like she's made a pretty good impression. But I think probably she's the only one I would, like, it's going to the finals for now because I feel like a lot of personalities are just coming out like I'll mention like with Brooke for me I think it was really nice of her like sit back because she's had a day out with him but it's just like she got so super upset when she had that Lily had kissed him so I feel like in this type of competitive place you gotta like you know take things as they go and not take it too seriously I'll just add to what Karina was saying. I think there's also always that like sort of woman on the show or man on the show if it's Bachelorette um, or both this year, sorry, <laughs> that is filling the role of the jealous person, the one who had very was a very close contender at first and they fill the jealousy role and they're so upset. I think Brooke might feel that at this point. I think she's going to feel the, you know, very jealous, upset about the competition when it at the end of the day it is a competition. It is a competition to find love, but it is a competition. And I think she's going to fill that role of, yeah, very jealous of the other women that are going on dates. 
which is interesting because I don't think in the past anyone who's filled that role has ever won. Mm. But we'll see what happens. Um, I re- I think Lily has a chance to be there at the end, but oh. with the age difference, we'll see how that unfolds. I think Hannah definitely as well. And I think with the others, we're going to have to wait and see what unfolds and who we get to know more. I'm excited. Um, I'm looking for like for Jay and what happens in the business lounge. Yeah. I think like the trailer was just like raunchy. Yeah, was it? Yeah, it is strategy <laughs> shows just like oh. <laughs> It is something like him, like her tying him or something. So I think it's going to get a bit steamy. Was anyone else taken back when Jay got the key? I must say I wasn't expecting it. I liked her a lot when the introduction and everything. But I must say it's the first time with one of those things that have been given out where I've been genuinely surprised with who got it. Well, I don't think, here's the thing, I'm surprised by it. I did not see it coming because I was like, I didn't really bother knowing your name until this point. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I find that those things rarely ever work out in their advantage. I mean, last season with Lockie's season, they had the uh, triple threat rose, which meant they got to have time with the bachelor at the batch pad, a date and a group date. And that was all guaranteed. And the girl who won that didn't, I don't think she made the final three. It might've been final five, but it didn't end up working out in her favor as much as you would think. I think it's just sort of there to create some sort of tension in the first couple of episodes that we'll see pay off later. But I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's it's the um, game changer that the show paints, portrays it to be. Yeah, I totally agree. It. I don't think it is the game changer that they portray it to be. But yeah, it will be really interesting to see what happens. Yeah, it's obviously a lot bigger than any other year usually it's just been a date or obviously two dates but this is the entire competition that I would say that is the, that's the biggest advantage it's been handed out in any sh- season that I've watched every single cocktail party there's cocktail parties right up to the end every single one she can take him aside that's a big advantage it's a big advantage but how did she spend that time this episode teaching true. him how to play Jess true I just think this you need to be strategic with it and so far, I have not seen that happen. It, you are right, though. It is, like, a massive advantage to be able to have, like, time with The Bachelor without anyone coming in saying, can I steal him for five minutes, you know? But whether that time is going to be used effectively is another question entirely. Yeah, or whether you accidentally dig yourself a hole with too much time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, because yeah. then you don't want him, like, ending up resenting the fact, like, oh, I'm being called away oh. again, you know? I really wanted to speak to this one. You've called me away again, Jay. Thanks. You don't want that. Yeah. Oh, this could be a big, could be a backfire. Yeah, it could be a resentment, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Resentment key. Yeah, true. I think in this instance, like Lily got a handful of it because he actually picked her to like have a date alone. So it was really good. And I think more group dates is the way to go. Mm. Yeah, it is going to like stir up more drama, but I think it's the, you know, that's how you're going to know who's going to react to things spontaneously or, you know, the dramas that's going to go on. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned the dramas because I did remember seeing in one of the trailers them talking about him asking someone to leave. I'm really interested to see who that's going to be, whether that's going to be, you know, Sarah or somebody else I don't know that that I think that is what I'm looking forward to not the final who gets through I'm really interested in seeing um what happens with that because 
he seems like a really nice person. So to ask one of those girls to leave, like it must have been a pretty big deal. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my money on Ciara because she's been <laughs> the one like stirring up everything, especially the way she is around the other contestants. So for everybody's been playing nice, but I think with Ciara she's like you know bursting about things, and then she's like upping the antes or something. Uh, it's funny to watch though, especially because she's super confident. Um, it's it's a really good personality trait, but I think if she just like plays a bit nicer to like other contestants, it might help her in the long run. And I think it's definitely just an observation from all the seasons. It's no surprise that the drama kicks off at the cocktail party when you take into the fact that they're all heavily drinking, and when you actually realize like behind the scenes how long cocktail parties go for. Mm. It's a lot of time to be sitting there downing champagnes, and I think that's a factor sometimes that is detrimental to some women because it does portray a side to them that isn't particularly savoury and you've got to remember that yeah there are other factors at cocktail parties that might lead to more drama more more susceptible to be convinced when you're (laughs) a little bit under the influence I don't know if you guys remember last year when there was that whole um scandal about um red hair yeah well uh, well the um the contestant came out and said that she was on medication during that scene um, when she was being very defensive about people coming at her for having red hair and the medication mixed with the alcohol that the producers were giving them and weren't um, taking control after properly, that was causing it and we saw it on our screen and we misinterpreted it but we really don't know what's going on behind the scenes. That yeah. makes so much more sense. I've never heard that. That makes that it's like clarity from a season ago. <laughs> that is a great point. We can critique Sierra, but at the end of the day, we don't know everything that's happening behind the scenes or what's been cut out. Yeah, I, wouldn't you just love to see an uncut version? Because the amount of editing that goes on, yes. you can make anyone look however you want. That's It's so scary when you think about the power that the editor has. Especially with the talking heads. Who will be thrown out of the competition? Will Steph be able to overcome her pilot prejudice? Let us know your thoughts on Instagram and Twitter, where you can follow us at Batch Chat Podcast. You'll hear us next week when we catch up to chat all things Batch.